Hello, everybody. This is Miguel Gonzalez. I want to welcome you once again to Truth to Live by the radio and television broadcast ministry of Reasons for Faith International Ministries. Thanking you once again for taking the time to join us and uh, spending the next 30 minutes with us as we study God's precious Word. Before we start our message or our program today, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you for the ability that we have to be able to uh, cultivate our faith and be able to uh, come to you with our needs, with our uh, weaknesses, uh, even in the areas where we fail, and, and trust that you will help build our faith up so that we may be more conformed to the image of Christ. We pray that during this time you would speak to us loudly and clearly, only as you can, for it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, today we're going to talk about faith and the cultivation of faith. Now, the faith we're going to be talking about here is a special kind of faith, not the type of faith that everybody exercises on a daily basis. Whether people realize it or not, faith is something everybody practices on a daily basis. Uh, we wake up in the morning and we get in our cars in order to go somewhere and we have faith that we're going to get to that destination okay without any problems. We exercise faith every single day, dozens of times in a day, on things that we cannot control. That's not the faith that we're talking about today. When we talk about the cultivation of faith, when we talk about cultivating faith, we're talking about the faith that God has given us and the faith by which we live and the faith that we rely on uh, in order to get us finally to the place to which He has promised us and that is heaven. Now I'll tell you this, we need to understand that for those of us who are Christians, prior to us becoming Christians, Though we exercised faith, the type of faith I was talking about initially, we had no faith, at least the faith required to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and to believe and understand the truth of the Word of God. When the gospel was presented to us, none of us was born saved. We all were saved at some point in our life when we had the ability to make a deliberate decision for Jesus Christ and in response to the gospel, to the good news uh, of His uh, birth, death, and resurrection. Uh, when we came face to face with that gospel, at some point God gave us the gift of faith, the faith required to understand and believe the gospel, understand and believe who Jesus Christ is, and understand and believe our total depravity and our need for our Savior. Our life of faith, our life of faith in relation to, our, to us and God started the moment He gave us that gift when we trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now faith began there for us, but it doesn't end there. As a matter of fact, Faith is that by which we live by now as Christians. In fact, the Bible clearly teaches us that apart from faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is that which we needed in order to believe, and faith is that which we 
need in order to continue in our salvation and to grow in our relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. So today we're going to talk about the cultivation of faith. And I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you this from experience, from having spoken to people, Christians, uh, and, and, and a myriad of Christians. I'm talking about conversations I've had with people who have been converted, who have accepted Jesus Christ, uh, uh, and have been Christians for a very short period of time. I've, I've talked to Christians who have been Christians for several years and have grown in their faith and, and, and have deepened their relationship with Christ. And I've also talked to Christians who've been Christians for many years and are mature in the faith and continue to become even more mature in their faith as they continue to walk with Christ. But as we talk about faith, there's one thing that has become quite apparent to me, and, and, I, and I speak also from experience. Uh, one of the things that became quite apparent to me is that oftentimes, if there's something that we tend to neglect in life, is, the, is faith. Because we fail to understand that the faith by which we began is a faith that needs to be worked and cultivated. There is a responsibility on our part to contribute to us being conformed to the image of Christ. God saved us by His grace. He gave us the gift of faith by which we believed. And now that we are related to Christ, God continues to require faith to be a principle, a characteristic about how we develop in the faith. But there is a role or there's a responsibility that belongs to every Christian in the process of sanctification. Sanctification is a partnership between me and God in my spiritual development. I cannot as a Christian sit back and do absolutely nothing and expect God to take me from infancy to maturity without any contribution whatsoever. Sanctification is a partnership between me and God in the process of, of conforming me more and more to the image of Christ. God has given us that which we need already. God has given us the gift of faith. God has given us His Word. God has given us the Holy Spirit who lives, who literally resides within us. God has given us all those things that pertain to life and godliness. Our responsibility is take that or use that which God has already given us in order for us to contribute to our own sanctification. And that is the cultivation of faith. And, and, and again, going back to some of these conversations that I've had with Christians over time. Faith, listen, we get so busy in the routine of life that if we are honest with ourselves and if we sit down and consider our lives, we will find out that we have spent a great deal more time cultivating other things that at the end of the day really are of little importance by comparison to our faith and our relationship to God. And often we neglect our cultivation of faith because we're committed to cultivating something else, which, by the way, often becomes a hindrance to our spiritual growth. Now, there are certain things that we got to 
watch for. For example, we have to be careful about doubt. We have to be careful about fear because these are foes of faith. In fact, they often usurp the place of faith. And it is our responsibility to guard against unbelief, to guard against doubt, to guard against fear, and any other obstacle or hindrance that may come between me and my relationship with Christ and my spiritual growth. The enemy, folks, if you're a Christian, Satan has lost you forever. But that does not mean that he cannot be very active in your life in attempting to derail you and cause you to become completely ineffective in the kingdom of God and to cause you to never fully experience life as God intended for you to experience it in this world as you are in that relationship. Faith, faith needs to be cultivated. This is what we're talking about when we talk about sanctification. Listen, there's a passage I want to look at. It's not the only passage we're going to look at, but I want to start with this passage. And I'm going to talk about three things that are essential to our spiritual growth. And three things that we must be completely focused on if we are going to continue to grow and three things that we must understand are pillars in the process of cultivating our faith. I want to start our our message by looking at 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 7. Now again, it's not the only passage we're going to look at, but this is the theme passage and I want to start with this passage. Peter says, "These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I want to start with that passage. And I want to use that passage to start highlighting the first point I want to make. The first thing that we must understand is essential in our spiritual growth, in our process of sanctification, in the cultivation of our faith. First of all, faith is increased, listen to me, faith is increased by exercise. You understand what I said? Faith must be exercised. If faith is not exercised, then you are not cultivating your faith. Faith must be exercised, and faith is increased by exercise, by putting it to use. God did not give us faith so that we in turn take that faith and shelve it as if it were a book. God gave us faith so that we will exercise that faith and so that we will put that faith to use. Now the first thing I want us to understand as Christians is that faith is nourished by trials. Faith is nourished by trials. Now many of you are familiar with James chapter 1 where he talks about trials and how trials are essential to spiritual growth. If we don't face trials in life, 
then our faith is not exercised. And if our faith is not exercised, then we are not putting our faith to use. Our faith needs to be exercised and stretched, and God uses trials in our life to exercise our faith. We looked at that passage already, but I want to read it once again. 1 Peter 1.7 These have come so that your faith, and he's talking about, if you read the, 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 uh, the first part of, of uh, uh, Peter, before we get to, to verse 7, you know that he's talking about trials, and he's talking about troubles, and he's talking about persecution. And he says that these things, trials and tribulations, have come so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, and then he goes on and says, may be proved genuine. Trials, troubles, persecutions, are allowed to come into the life of the Christian so that the Christian's faith is exercised. And as that faith is exercised and faith develops muscle, we grow in our relationship with Jesus. There's a couple of other passages I want to look at real quickly. For example, Job chapter 23. Job chapter 23 and verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Do you see what the Word of God is saying? Trials, testing, and remember, nothing is allowed to come into the life of the believer unless God permits it to, to, to come. For example, Job is a great illustration of that. Satan cannot touch the Christian unless God permits it. And if God permits it, it's because he's testing and he's trying our faith so that our faith might be exercised. There are several passages, other passages, but we're not going to look at that. So the first point is that we must understand that faith is nourished by trials. The second point I want to make is that faith grows by reading and meditating on the Word of God. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Romans chapter 10. Let me get there myself. Romans chapter 10 and the first passage I want to look at is verse 17. This is what Paul said. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. Listen, you want to cultivate your faith? First, understand and acknowledge the fact that testing and trials will exercise your faith and cause you to grow. Secondly, faith grows by reading and by meditating on the Word of God. Another passage we can look at, for example, is Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, and I'll look first at verse 2, Galatians 3, verse 2, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? And if you go down to verse 5, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you because you observed the law or because you believed what you 
heard. And what we heard as Christians was the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what we heard as Christians was the truth about God and the truth about ourselves and the truth about eternity and the truth about our need to give our lives to Christ and live a life of faith. One more passage we can look at in relation to the Word of God is Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. And listen to what Paul says here. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. See what it says? Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Read Psalm 1. We won't go to it, but that's a great psalm. And there's many other passages that talk about the importance of us reading, meditating, and allowing the Word of God to dwell in us richly. You will not successfully cultivate your faith. You will not successfully go through the process of sanctification. You will not successfully, successfully be conformed to the image of Christ unless you allow the trials to exercise your faith and you meditate and read and allow the Word of God to dwell in you richly. The third point I wanted to make, and this is not an exhaustive list of the things that we must do in order to cultivate our faith, but are, there are three very important ones. The third one is that faith thrives in an atmosphere of prayer. Faith thrives in an atmosphere of prayer. Now, I know from personal experience and from talking to many Christians, young and old, infants and mature, Prayer is a very challenging discipline. And it is something that we must deliberately choose to do. Prayer is challenging, but prayer is critical and essential in cultivating our faith. Prayer is us talking to God about those things that are important to us, not about the wants, not about the desires, not about whining and complaining about how life is tough and everybody else has it so good. It's about coming to God with a broken heart, with an exposed heart, and just putting it out there. That's what God wants us to do, and God says that's critical if we're going to cultivate our faith. For example, look at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Listen to what he says. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition. Listen, prayer, prayer is important because prayer is that line of communication between us and God in which we allow God to know us intimately, 
Not that God doesn't already know us. But there's a difference between God knowing us simply because He's an all-knowing God, and there's a difference between God knowing us by us allowing ourselves to become transparent and intimate. It's about allowing ourselves to allow God to know what He knows because we want Him to know. If you're going to cultivate your faith, you must understand that faith thrives in an atmosphere of prayer. For example, look at Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to be looking at verse 18. And pray in the Spirit, listen, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Listen, first of all, we must understand that God is going to use trials in our life. He's going to test our faith so that we develop muscles, so that we exercise our faith, so that as we grow that faith, we become more and more like Christ. We must also understand that if we're going to cultivate our faith, we must read and meditate on the Word of God. And that implies that we believe that the Bible is the inerrant and inspired Word of God. It doesn't contain the Word of God, it is the Word of God. Not some of it is true, all of it is true. It's not about there being some inconsistencies or some errors. There's no errors in the Word of God. If there seems to be a mistake or a contradiction, it's a contradiction in our mind, not in the Word of God. And faith thrives in an atmosphere of prayer. Folks, all of us need to mark with caution the things that become hindrances in our lives, the things that come between us and the cultivation of our faith. God gave you faith by which you would live. Now, it's not a blind faith. We have great deal of evidence for that for which, with which, for which we believe. Listen to what Hebrews says. Take heed, brothers... If there be in any of you and me a heart of unbelief, don't allow doubt, don't allow fear, don't allow unbelief to become a problem in your spiritual life. Make sure, not only that you understand these three principles, but make sure that you also study the Word of God to find other principles that are necessary in order for us to properly and successfully cultivate our faith. The more we cultivate our faith, the more we become, the more we are conformed to the image of Christ. And as Christians, listen, it's all about the world seeing Christ in us. The more we cultivate our faith, the more we cultivate our faith, the more people see Jesus in us. And that is what it's all about. If they see Jesus in us, we give them reason to ask for the reason of the hope that is within us, and we have an answer to give them. 
Father, we thank you for this time. May we ponder and meditate upon what you have just taught us. We give you all the glory and praise, for it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Truth to Live By. Truth to Live By is a production and ministry of Reasons for Faith International Ministries. This ministry is a listener-supported ministry. We pray that you would prayerfully consider supporting us both with your prayers and with your financial contributions. It is because of your faithful giving that this ministry is able to continue airing this program on this radio station. We do need your faithful and regular support. Would you please consider partnering with us so that we may be able to continue preaching and spreading and propagating the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is our prayer that these programs have been beneficial to you and that God is using them for his own glory and to edify those of you who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you may be equipped for service, that you may be able to do the work of the kingdom, reaching the lost for the Lord Jesus. If you have never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that you would do so right now. It's a very simple step. All you need to do is pray from your heart, asking the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sin as you realize and recognize and repent of your own sin. Open your heart to him and ask him to come into your life so that he may be able to forgive you of your sin and grant you the gift of eternal life. If you've prayed that prayer, it is my privilege and on the authority of the Word of God to tell you that you have been adopted, brought into the family of God. Would you please let us know if you have made this decision for the Lord today. If you wish to uh, request any CDs of any of our programs, order any of our resources uh, that we have available in this ministry, uh, please do so either by writing to us or by sending us an email. I am going to give you our contact information right now. Our writing address, our mailing address, is Post Office Box 23688, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227-0279. Our email address is truthtoliveby at rffiministries.org. Uh, our phone number is 704 seven seven eight three seven five nine if you need to order any resources please let us know by writing or by email and if you're wanting a cd of any of these programs just let us know what radio station the call letters of the station you heard us on and also let us know the date on which you heard the program we also want to point you to our website the website address is www rffiministries.org 
There you can learn a great deal about us and uh, see what resources we have available. Uh, it is indeed our pleasure to be able to join with you every week in the study of God's Word. May God richly bless you, and we will see you next week.